Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. The title of this week's lesson is An Everlasting Covenant. The key text is from Genesis chapter 17 verse 7. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. Shall we pray? Our great and awesome Father, hallowed be thy name. Thank you again for extending this opportunity to us to study your word. I pray, dear Lord, that through this lesson you will touch us and accomplish your purpose in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Many of us will remember at least once in childhood when we were sick, perhaps of malaria or pneumonia or any other sickness, and maybe with a potential for something worse. You will perhaps recall how you woke up in the middle of that long night and you found your mother or father sitting right beside your sick bed. In this same manner, God figuratively sat beside a sin sick world as the world slipped deep and deeper into sin. Then after sitting and watching in pain, he decided not to leave a world to continue in her misery, but he chose Abraham and entered into a covenant relationship with him. He changed his name from Abraham to Abraham, that through him and his descendants, God will make himself known to the world again. What was the significance of the names God chose to identify himself with? Why did God choose to change the name of Abraham? Why are names important? And what conditions and obligations were attached to God's covenant with Abraham? This week's lesson will answer these questions and more. Yahweh and the Abrahamic Covenant. Genesis 15 verse 7. And he said unto me, I am the Lord that brought thee out of all of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. Names invoke certain feelings and remind us of certain characteristics, great exploits, or even relationships. When we hear names such as Neil Armstrong, Nelson Mandela, Adolf Hitler, Albert Easton, Dockers, or William Miller, we immediately associate them with something. In Bible times, people attached great importance to names. Hebrews gave names based on circumstances, either to attribute praise to God, to remind the one who is named of a relationship or a covenant with God. When God first entered into a covenant relationship with Abraham, he made himself known to him by the name Yahweh. Hebrews considered the name Yahweh to be too holy to be pronounced by any mortal man. So even when they wrote the name on scrolls, parchments, or tablets of stone, they will normally pronounce it Adonai, or the Lord. In Genesis 15 verse 7, the Lord said, I am the Lord who brought you out of all the Chaldees. The name Yahweh appears 6,828 times in the Old Testament. It means the eternal one, the one who lives eternally, the existent or self-existent one. These names point to God as a living God and a source of life in contrast with the gods of the heathen who only existed in the imagination of their worshippers. When God himself said in Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, I am who I am, he meant to say that he is self-existent. He was saying, I exist eternally. When God revealed himself to Abraham as Yahweh, he was saying, my covenant will not be terminated by death or any eventualities, for I do not 
and I will not die. How can knowing that God lives eternally give you hope in your present situation? How can you trust God's promises in his word, knowing that he lives forever and that he will not fail? El Shaddai. Genesis 17 verse 1. And when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Lord Almighty. Walk with me, and thou shalt be perfect. God had previously appeared to Abraham as Yahweh, Genesis 12, verses 1 to 7, Genesis 13, verse 14, and Genesis 15, verses 1 to 7. Now in Genesis 17, verse 1, he appears to Abraham as El Shaddai, translated as God Almighty. This appears to have been an intentional attempt by God to announce to Abraham that he is not as weak and frail as the gods of the other nations. He is strong and mighty and will do what he said he will do, hence El Shaddai. No doubt, for God to have announced himself to Abraham at this point as God Almighty, the point he was making in Genesis 17 verse 6 required Abraham to trust him absolutely. How could someone who was already 99 years old and whose wife was already gone past childbearing age believe that he could be a father of multitude if he doesn't trust God absolutely? What goals do you have before you that seem insurmountable? How can you, like Abraham, learn that El Shaddai, God Almighty, has the power to fix that goal? How can you, like Abraham, learn to trust God absolutely? From Abraham to Abraham, Genesis 17, 4 and 5. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of the nations. Neither shall your name any more be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations I have made you. We have dwelt so far on the names of God in the Old Testament, but it was not only God's name that had significant meaning in the Old Testament. Ancient Hebrews placed so much importance on names. For those living in the ancient Middle Eastern region in the Bible times, names were a means of expressing one's belief, gratitude, or circumstances. For example, the name Daniel means God is my judge. Joel means Yahweh is God. And Nathan means gifts of God. Because names often reflected circumstances, once there was a change in circumstance, there was also need for a change in name. Hence, in Genesis 17 verse 5, God changed the name of Abraham from Abraham which meant exalted father to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. This was not the first time someone's name would be changing after a change in circumstance. In Genesis 32 verse 28, God changed the name of Jacob to Israel. In Genesis 41 45, Pharaoh changed the name of Joseph to Zapnat Penny. And in Daniel 1 verse 7, the prince of the eunuchs of Nebuchadnezzar changed the names of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. By changing a person's name, it is possible to influence how the person views himself or herself and thus influence how much such a person will reason or how such a person would act. It is possible that this change was God's way of helping Abraham to trust in the covenant promise. What is your name? What does it remind you of? How does your name make you act righteously? Covenant stages. Hebrews 11 verse 8. 
by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went the command of God to Abraham involved total trust in God the first part of this promise though initially made to Abraham's descendants included a promise to the whole human race Genesis 12 verse 3 Galatians 3 6 to 9 the second phase of God's covenant with Abraham appears in Genesis 15, verse 17, and verse 18. In the Hebrew context, the word used to describe the ceremony of entering into a covenant relationship is courting the covenant. During the ceremony, the higher person in the covenant relationship, usually a king or master, also called the suzerain, presented the lower person in the relationship who was usually a servant, also known as a vassal, with a sacrificial animal. The vassal will cut the animal into two parts. Then servants of a king will separate the animal into two to create a pathway in between the divided parts of the slain animal. Then the vassal will be made to pass in between the divided parts of the animal as he proclaimed, If I default in this covenant, let it be done unto me and my family as it is done unto this animal. So obedience to the covenant relationship was very serious. It was a very serious matter. It was an issue of life and death. So in the second phase of God's covenant with Abraham, God was calling Abraham to a life of total trust and obedience. Like Abraham, God is calling us to a life of total trust and obedience. In the last phase of the covenant relationship with Abraham, God made it clear that everyone who exercises the faith of Abraham shall be a beneficiary of the promises to Abraham's descendants. Galatians 3 verse 7. As far back as Abraham's day, God had intended to save all humanity who will trust him like Abraham did. Do you trust God like Abraham? If not, what is hindering your trust in God? Covenant Obligations. Genesis 18 verse 19. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. We have seen so far that God's covenant with man is all about his grace. It is God who initiates the relationship and it is his grace and mercy that sustain the covenant. But Genesis 18 verse 19 reveals that Abraham had the obligation of linking his next generation to the covenant he had with God by teaching, instructing, and reminding. He was so good at it that God himself commended him in Genesis chapter 18. Like Abraham, we also have the obligation of instructing our next generation and bringing them into whatever covenant we have with God. God fulfills his covenant through obedience, so we have to strive to live a life of obedience as well as connect our next generation to that life of obedience. In conclusion, God is self-existent, almighty and all-powerful. We can trust him to keep whatever covenant he has made with us. God requires obedience to fulfill his covenant promises in our lives. Like Abraham, God expects you and I to link our family and our next generation to his covenant with us by instructing, reminding, and rebuking those whom he has brought under our influence. Please pray with me. Thank you, our great God, for this lesson. 
Thank you for your lasting interest in saving us. Help us, Father, to yield to your love daily so that we will attract your blessings into our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680. Or you can send me an email to Summer School Lesson Summary at gmail.com. God bless you.